As the Rambam, we hold in Hechus Shuvah Perek Ches in the middle of Halach Vav. And the Rambam spoke about all the mistakes that the, he mentions by name that the guy made in, in conceptualizing Olam um, Abba to be something physical. And it comes from, he says, Tipshus and stupidity. And from a person's Yetzirah, that they just project the Yetzirah into what they imagine the Olam Abba is going to be. And didn't the Lord so project the Yitzhara into their gods? That also. That also. Yeah. Therefore, he said that's all not true. Adam of God, is not a physical thing. And therefore, to try and imagine a place of physical pleasure in Adam of God is just ridiculous. It's not, a, it's not something on a physical level. And therefore, in the second part of the Alafa, so he wants to explain what, the, what is Adam of God. And he says, Hatayva Gedayla. That the great reward that the nefesh will enjoy in the Olam Abba ain't shame There isn't any way, we, don't have a, we can't name a way in this world how to appreciate it or to understand it. Why? In this world, what a person knows about is what his body enjoys, that's what he wants. That great tova, which is more than anything else. We can't use an erech. There's no value system. In this world, which we can we can give as an example to it. Except as a marshal, something people enjoy. So we'll give examples of people enjoy. But as we understand ourselves, it's just a very poor comparison to what Olam Abba is meant to be. Even feelings and emotions Now, are also we have a big question this Rambam, which yes, is starting to ask. So, I wanted to finish Rambam first, but let's ask the question already now. And that is, is that true? The Rambam just said a very big Kiddush. He said that we have no... We only know in this world, Tavis Sakur. Nothing else. That's a very funny thing to say. Because it's not necessarily true. And the Rambam himself is not like that. Before. And that is that a person in this world can be massive, a hana of his emotions, which isn't a Tavis A person in this world can get hana as a chachma, which I said before. That's not, that's not Tavis On the contrary, the Rambam talks about that uh, a person through learning Torah can get to a stage where he is that he's completely consumed with the love of Torah to the extent that no other Yetzirah can touch him. So that's something which a person not only can, even seems to write that it's a heel for a person to get there in this world. And that's not something which is the Torah Saguf which a person wants. That he knows that's something which is way beyond the Torah Saguf. So why is I'm saying that okay, you know, all we know about in this world is Torah Saguf? We don't know anything else. It's not true. A person can and is expected to get a connection to an appreciation for things which are Rukhmi, things which are more higher up, and uh, that, that is uh, his way to combat the, the Hanasagov. is something bad. So we need to explain that Rambam. This century says first, Al-Vidarecha Emes, Shinarech Tavis Anevish Ba'adam Abba, Mutavis Aguf Ba'adam Azeb, Ma'ach Vimishkov Anakin. If you were going to, really, the Emes is, if you're trying to compare the enjoyment of the Nefesh Adam Abba to what the body can enjoy in this world, through eating or drinking or any other kinds of pleasure, it's not the same thing. 
the type of Eilam Abba is much greater. But there's no Chayker, we can't understand it from this world, we can't compare it to anything in this world, and has no, uh, the value is a completely different system to this world. Push Amr David, Ma'arav Tufcha, Shetzafan, Tzeliriyecha, Fa'al Tulachai Simbach. And that's what David Amalek meant when he said, Ma'arav Tufcha, Shetzafan, Tzeliriyecha. How much is the type which you've hidden? It's hidden, which means we don't know what the type is of Adam Abba, which is hidden from us. And, but we know that it's a rough Tufcha, it's much, it's a great amount of Hashem's type. Now, this is a Gemara's Darish, and that is that no, that no one has seen Ayn the Ras and the Kim Zerasecha. No one, no eye has ever beheld Adam Abba. It's Tzafan Tzerech, which is hidden for those who deserve it. It's, no one has conceptualized it or understood it or connected to it yet. But we know that, and that's the Gemara says, all the nevuas of how great Kaiser will be, and how much they'll enjoy, and what a special position they'll be in, is all the way to which means here in this world. It's talking about the physical future of Kaiser at the time of Mashiach, which will be unbelievable. It'll be something miraculous. But that's all here. But when it comes to Ayyam Abba, Ayyam Abba, Ayyam Abba, Ayyam Abba, Ayyam Abba, Ayyam Abba, no one's seen it yet. And therefore, only after this world knows, now, if that's the case, that's the that's the uh, the point that I'm trying to focus on, and that is that the the the, the enjoyment which Olam Haba has is something beyond what anyone's experienced, as something which a person can't conceptualize here in this world. That means even if there would be non-physical pleasures that a person can have here. There's Hanah, as we said, of a person's feelings. There's Hanah of learning Torah, of whatever it's going to be. Those are all true in the sense that they're more than Hanah's of his physical body, but they still fail in comparison to Hanah of Adam Abba. They still fail in comparison to Hanah of Adam Abba. That's something which a person can't be massacred in this world. And uh, therefore, when he says, when it doesn't just mean that means physical pleasure. But, and this is the important point, why can nobody be massacred Oilam Abba in this world? Why not? We've never been not physical. The answer is because we're limited by physical mitzvahs. And therefore, our concept of everything is something which is contained in the physical uh, parameters, whether it's space or it's time or it's size, whatever it's going to be. Something which doesn't fit physical parameters, partially we can't conceptualize. And therefore, since Oilam Abba, like I said previously, isn't something which is based on time. And therefore, something which is not bordered by physical dimension, we as physical beings can't can't connect to it. And therefore, when he says before, he doesn't necessarily just have the physical pleasures, but it's pleasures bounded by physical parameters. That's something which even the things which are emotional, even things which are higher, even chachma, it's bounded by physical parameter. And let me tell you what I mean. Let me tell you what I mean. The simchi in learning comes from. A sense of completion. I've underst- finished the sugya, I've understood the sugya. I've been massacred, I've finished the masechta, oh, and now I know the whole masechta. But uh, to some extent, there's a, there's, a, there's a concept of completion. I've finished. Uh, I've, I've seen it, I've, I've been, I, I, I stood all the parts, I've put it all together, and now that I've come to that stage, so now I feel a certain shlemus in what I know. It could be one halacha, but I've, I've finished all the parts of this halacha. Now I know it all fits together, I feel the satisfaction, I know it all. And it could be not just one halakha, it could be a whole mistake, it could be a whole shas. But the simcha is, I feel a sense of completion. That, if, if you think about it deeply, and it needs to be thought about deeply, because this is a deep concept, 
is the essence a physical pleasure. In other words, it's a pleasure which is bounded by physical parameters. Because a concept of completion is something which I can... I've now been mastering it. I've now completed it. Now, if you think about... And this is something which is, again, still is hard to relate to, but let's try to think about it. If we think about the Chachmas of Torah as being limitless. Limitless. If that's the case, there will never be a sense of completion. You can't complete something which is that end. So, you know what, you've, you've, you've finished a certain amount, but so much more. Now, if that's the case, the Hanoi isn't going to come from completing because you can't complete. So, in, in a Muslim of this world, is that we can define Torah into amounts that we can complete, and we get a simple. We, we complete it to what level we understand, the amount we can see, we finish. We, we've, 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 again, I'm not saying it's just because you finish it, it's, it's because you feel a shlemus of something. We've encompassed it. Masha'enka, and if it's limitless Fafna, then in our world, that's something which we're just going to get drowned in. There's, there's more and more and more and more, and I'll never finish, I'll never understand everything. So you get thrown into a sugi with so many different pratim, I, I, I don't know what to do with all of it. Normally in this world, the person doesn't get simcha from that, he just gets lost. The simcha in this world comes from the clarity, which means I've put everything into its box, I've encompassed it, I've closed it, and now I, know, and now I understand all the points. That's the essence of finding it, as much as I can. Whereas if Torah is limitless, and I don't know where to start, because it's so big and so enormous, that I can't, uh, I can't confine it. So then, uh, the, then the, the simcha, I don't get that simcha. And even now, I'll give you an example of one or two cases, which are brought down there famous, of just to give us a little bit of a taste what it means how big the Torah is. Just to give us a taste. It's brought down in Sheikh Harizal, that Rafael Vital, when Shabbos afternoon came to Rizal's house, he saw that Rizal was sleeping on the couch. And he saw that Rizal's lips were moving. It's a famous. It's well known. That Rizal's lips were moving. It's well known. It's brought down in Sheikh Harizal, the story is often retold. So Rafael Vital went to like, bend down next to him to hear what he was saying. So he crouches down by the couch, and he hears words he doesn't understand. And obviously the motion worked for Rizal. So he wakes up to see Rafael Vital crashing down the symphony. So I asked, what do you do? So he says, I heard that the Rebbe was saying something I wanted to and listen. So behind Lashen, the Rizal told him, this was brought down to Rizal, if I had 80 years to explain to you, maybe you understand what I just, what I just understood. If I had 80 years to explain to you, maybe you'd be able to understand what I just understood. Now, we're talking about, uh, uh, not, not a slow Talmud. That imagine how much Torah would take to explain something for 80 years. For 80 years to understand a point of what Tarizal just understood now. In other words, you're talking, so, uh, and there's themselves, and they ask, why doesn't he write for it? He's going to start to teach uh, so much in every direction, I, I don't know where to start, I don't know where to stop. Now, in our Musagi, that's something which we'll just get confused like that. In other words, we don't see a no in that, we just get, it's just overwhelming. If you, it's, that's something I can clarify, understand, put in this place, ah, I get a gashmak. At least that point is clear to me. But if it's going to be so many different stories, so many questions, so many possibilities, so many ideas, so many possibilities, as far as, and so many, uh, again, in, in our gather of simcha, we, we, that's, that, that's not what gives the simcha. And I'm, I'm not saying it's with The Gemara says it. The Gemara says, Amar Rav, Maidi Chsev, Simcha Le'ish Vemaynetiv, that the simcha person gets in trouble and has a clear answer. And if a person asks the question, he knows, Klar. This is the answer that gives him a simcha. It's clear to me. But that comes from confining the Torah into what I understand. Clear. The, when the Torah gets too big for me to deal with, it gets out of my ability to, 
to grasp, they're not, they're not getting them, they get lost. That's one example. Another example is also found in the story of the Gun. He said about himself. And Ryan out had a dream. In the dream, he, he saw that the apostle can, which seems to be actually such an insignificant apostle, that Moshe told the Miragdim, I lose their Banagat. When you go to Israel, go from the south. This is a Banagat. I think he had 82 different shots in the apostle. Now, again, it's just, it shows the size of terror. And that's what we're talking about again within this world where things are still limited. So, okay, so maybe a person would write down and remember 82 different shots and make a certain simple. But if it's more and more and more and more, that's just, it's just a touch of it. So then it gets very big. Now, is there a simcha in the Torah which is endless? Yes. But it's not a simcha we experience here. We don't, we don't have that Torah here. The Torah we have is how much is limited to what we understand. And therefore it's a limited Torah, but we can enjoy that limited Torah because that's where the enjoyment comes from. With what we clear and what we conceptualize, uh, so to speak, understood and put into certain parameters that we enjoy. That's Why can't we do that in another moment? Why can't we compartmentalize also in another moment? Because we don't need to. We'll be much greater. We will be much greater? We will be much greater. Which means we won't be bound by physical parameters. And therefore, we will enjoy a Torah which is limitless. We will enjoy a Torah which is limitless because we won't be bound by the way things work here. And therefore, even the Hanoas that a person gets on things which aren't physical are the essence physical-based Hanoa. Which means Hanoa based on things which are Mugda, things which are limited. Uh, the idea of something limitless, we can't, we can't relate to this world. We know that there is limitless. There is from Tuna. We know that it's uh, to, that, she, to that end. We know that it, it says about the Torah, it's Rechavim in Yam, it's wider than the sea. The Vilnagon says in the Apostle. That it says, the Torah is long, Arucha Me'eretz Mida, it's longer than the land and wider than the sea. So what are these two different, these two different things? So the Vilnagon says that length has a list, it's how long something is. So it could be very far, it could be thousands of miles, but I know a starting point and a finishing point. So it, it has a middle, it has an amount. And therefore, if you say about the Torah that it's a ruchum eretz middle, it means the size of the Torah is, is longer than anything I can measure. But it's not just the size, it's also rechavim in the yom, which means on every point of Torah there's depth, which will end this depth. So it's, it's not just how many points I have to learn. So each point is how much you can understand. And, uh, the si- and if it's something which is limitless, I'm never going to say, okay, it's never understood that whole point. There's more, there's more, and there's more. What stops us there is that we limited in how much we understand. Therefore, we have it for Pina. That's what we understood. We're happy with that. But if, if we would, wouldn't have that limitation, so we'd see that the Torah is endless. Now, how do you enjoy that? That's the Hanoah of Olam Abad. It's not a Hanoah of Olam Azeh. And again, I'm going to prove this to you. There's a Gemara. The Gemara says, Tzadikim, Eilam Menuchel, Oiba Olam Azeh, Oiba they never reach anywhere. Why? They keep going from one point to another point, from one level of strength to another level of strength. From one level to another level, from Darga to Darga, from one place to another place. And that's, they don't stop. Now, so when do they ever enjoy it? And the answer is that enjoyment of reaching somewhere is a physical enjoyment. I've, been, I've now reached my goal. I've now set us at a certain point I want to get to, and I got there. So now I can ah, now I can relax, now I can enjoy. I got to my goal. But that's works in this world. When you're talking about a world of limitlessness, a world with without shear, so then there's no end of what you're gonna to get to, there's no goalposts, it keeps going. And so that's okay. 
I remember there, it's how he tries to get there, which means every time I reach the place, I try to get the next level. But over here, we have to do it by being magnetized. Right. And I remember, oh, that's the mitzvah of limitlessness. And then again, the enjoyment of that is the enjoyment of Ayn Rasulakim Zunasechim. It's the enjoyment of something infinite, which we haven't, we, we as people aren't exposed to yet. And then that's the number one. That's the uh, in the background, and it's put all together. But but I know I know Satero, you know, two hours and three hours to six hours. He said you can we can share the same call. And he says eight hours in Mamish. So that's Nothing the kind good. of thing he's trying to explain. Again, as much as a person can be master good here. But it's nothing to do with understanding or it's just Mamish Ano no? That's something similar to this which he's trying to describe. And then it's something which end of book. It's like a, a You could be somewhat shared a, a, a touch of it, maybe. But then again, it's true. The Chaznish is trying to say, the Chaznish says a letter and famously says, if a person is one hour tired, he gets into the circuit two hours, he's already takes off his mind, three hours of the interruption, he's already involved in it, four hours, six hours, eight hours, he gets a certain simcha that this is something. Now, what's he talking about? So, he's not talking about what a person knows, it's that that a person's learning. The connection to Torah is a certain, it like draws a person after it. And he's not talking about how much the person achieved by understood or accomplished that just the immersion in Torah, that itself is a certain kind. That's true. That's true. That's a certain may'ain of what you're talking about. In other words, that's, uh, the, 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 the connection to Torah has a simcha. That's for sure true, and a person can enjoy it in the sword. But even then, like I said, the, the, the sense of feeling that a person enjoys it, he knows something, comes from being magda, what I know. Uh, that well, it, it's not it's not just the the try the getting involved in something which uh, I'm, I, I see more and more and more and I'm more and more and I haven't uh, so to speak put it together I haven't yet understood how it all fits. There's there's a certain it's like Morris says again that uh, the 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 entire comes from the clarity from the fact that everything fits together and stands well. It's like one of desire which I've heard before, but. Uh, there's a simple which touches the infinity of Torah. And that is, it's vast and it's more than I can ever be massive, but I enjoy that. With the clarity of what, of what we have? How does it work? I don't know. That's the island of my experience. In other words, how do you make this There's going to be so many questions, so many things you don't understand because of so many points that you're able to hop onto. So how does it work? That's it's just going to be vague. So it's not going to be vague because the person always enjoy it that way. So how does a person go into enjoy it? That's I know We don't understand something which isn't ordered by parameters we can work with. Imagine you're learning shas. It just never ended. I feel like I'm So in this, in here, people give up. Yeah. Right? We know how many days it is. You can count how many days to the next year and begin to put on the calendar. It's okay. So then it's limited. But if it would be unlimited, it's like it's going on forever. And the, then people would use That's I know it's not like that. It's an endless, it's an endless learning process. But there's a hana in the learning. So that's what I'm saying. That <coughs> that there's no derech in this world to appreciate what that means, right? Because it's the we would, in this world we don't have the kaidim to appreciate something which isn't valuable in this world. And as he said, it's al-oisa you have no way of comparing things to it, no way of trying to give it an error. It's something which we can't 
we can't quantify, we can't put into a certain block. And that's the raft of Chah. As we know, it's a lot. It's the raft of Chah, but it's the constantly Someone just hidden from us, but because we don't have the capacity to understand that. This is one more point I want to say on this. It's Chayim famously wrote. That is, he said, that's why there's no musuk of Schar for mitzvahs in this world. The Gemara says, Schar mitzvahs are malaka, that there's no real repayment for mitzvahs in this world. And the Chayim says, it's not just because it's too much. It's because it's the wrong currency. The schar for mitzvah is something which isn't limited. This world can't provide something which isn't limited. And so if that's the case, you take something which is be'emes, a schar, something which is an oilem abbas schar, which means a not limited schar, you convert it into something which is a limited schar. It's, it's like you're changing the currency. You're getting a garot for your dollars. It's not something which is in the same value system that you can say, well, instead of hanah there, I'll get hanah here. There the Hanah is the limited Hanah, here it's a limited Hanah. It doesn't have the, the the correct exchange scale that a person can get a mitzvah in this world. What's that story about, uh, I don't know, Zatanna, Amaira, Ahren, Arebbe, I have no idea. But a, a leg came down from Shemayim and he yes, saw that... Yes, the story is the story of Hanah and Daisa. The story of Hanah and Daisa, let's explain it, you already brought the story, let's explain it. There's two, two stories, I don't know what you mean. Well, the Talmud the of Rebbe, came, and then he saw that he had a shaky table. So there's a story that took more times. And they took it back, and they said that, they said that the, it was a bigger name. Took more times. And the Gemara there says that a very poor, and the Shimson to leg down from Shemayim, a golden leg. And table leg? Uh, a leg of a table. And then they saw that all the other Siddiquim were sitting on a table with all their legs in Shemayim, and their table was missing a leg. And they didn't want the legs. So they asked us to take it back, and a big mess, Hashem took the leg back. What's it meant to me? What's it meant to be? There's, uh, there's legs in Shemayim made out of gold and Hashem unscrewed a leg and threw it down to them. Uh, what's the chat? Go on, duck a leg of a table. So first, it's not talking about Ayanga. Clearly not. It's talking about Canadian. It's a separate thing. We've said it lots of times. Ayanga Abba is the reward after this world ends, which is in the spiritual sense. There's something else. It's called Canadian, which means the place where uh, the shamans of Sadiq can go after they die, and then there's something which is more diluted to a reward we can conceptualize. We spoke about eating the Sudhas and all these things which have a, might have a, something which we can somehow relate to. But, uh, and therefore, the, there'll be tables. Now, what does it mean that they took the leg of a table? So, so the question is like this we're talking about a shulchan in Ganadin is a person has to prepare the of the mockum on which they're going to get the reward. So the table is like they're going to eat, they have to have a table, and you can put all the food on the table. So a person has to have the basis, the kli, there's something to be makabal all the time. That's the table. What builds a person's table that is dead makabal all the time? So the mitzvahs on the time. But the, the difficulty or the, the effort a person put into doing the mitzvahs that builds the table to get the schar on. Now, by their poverty, that was the hachana for the for that was their serious nefesh. So Hashem said, if you want to get riches, you're losing that hachana. I'll give you the leg of your table. If that's the case, you haven't got the same serious nefesh. You aren't putting the same effort into mitzvahs, so your table will be missing. And that's what He showed them by giving them a leg. The idea of the leg was this is necessary. The yisur a person has in this world, and the difficulty and the effort a person puts in this world, that builds the table. 
that builds the ability to get the reward for all the mitzvahs that they did. And if a person wants his, doesn't want to go through what Hashem wants him to get, then he's missing the the necessary effort to build this table. That's why Hashem gave him the leg of a table. And uh, the, the nice was that when they realized that, they didn't want to lose their forfeit, their khayr, that, that effort, that level of uh, mysterious nefesh, or the effort they put in the Bar, Hashem took it back again to symbolize the same point. That, you know, they'll, they'll remain poor here, but that's positive because that's what's necessary in order to enable them to get a chalik and a to get a table, I mean, that they're going to enjoy. But then again, I know about something else. That idea of eating at the table is the idea of the night. The idea of the idea of the item above, which is uh, something which is completely rochni and doesn't have comparison, like he says over here, that's the level even higher than that. <laughs>